T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's James. The craziest friggin' guy I have ever worked with. And Wiggy. Investigating a burglary. Is that how you say it? With Andy Hart. No, listen! Don't say Food Network. James, Wiggy, and Hart. Honestly, I just think it's trash. We can talk trash all the live long day. It's fun to watch. Saw his special on MLB Network. He had zero former teammates in that interview. Plan A was Kimball Walker and Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor. We will get to David Price. James, Wiggy, and Hart on Sports Radio WEEI. Oh, well, good Thursday morning, everyone. Uh, it is Wiggy, Hart, and James on WEI. Ken Laird, John Anderson behind the glass. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Making sure this ship does not sink into uh, the proverbial radio ocean. Uh, (laughs) You know... When you get to this time of the year, you always look for gifts from the sports talk odds. And I have to tell you, I, I've got to today thank David Price. Because, uh, you know, when we got off the air yesterday, probably sometime around, I don't know, maybe between 1.30 and 4 o'clock. I don't exactly remember because it's all a haze. You go home, you take a nap, you wake up, and then things just start happening. And David Price probably gave us an early Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa gift yesterday. Where's everybody at? Like revisiting the D David Price versus Dennis Eckersley saga from two years ago. Good morning, David, Wiggy. You think it was David Price who gave us that well that nugget or was it more Eckersley? Well, it was a little globe because the globe did a feature mm-hmm. on him. Right. Right. And Eckersley made a comment, but then David Price, very thin skin. See, Wiggy, one thing about working with you, not only are you uh, very easy to work with, you're one of the most, and this is a rarity. I'm giving you a lot of credit here. For oh, a former pro athlete, you're very thick skinned. Like, I don't, I've never seen you get mad. Tough as leather. You know, but you literally, you you don't get, you're not one of these guys that, like, you can't take criticism. You roll with the punches, people. I'm not sensitive. <laughs> Bag on you, people, maybe. To, uh, but on that's your... me, though. All athletes are built different. Well, that's right. But most are built different than you. Yeah. Most uh, are super sensey. Right. Yeah, and I, mean, I would put David Price at the top of the pile. Oh, absolutely. I, I have no problem with what David Price did. I mean, as a former athlete, and Eckersley should know this, right? Eckersley should have just said in the interview with uh, with Chad Finn when asked about the David Price situation, because he's the one who brought it up. Eckersley should have just been like, you know what? That's two years ago. I moved on. But then you don't do stories because, you know, his alcoholism was 30 years. Like, the whole thing is a profile. And what's right, the but, most but notable, sh- recent, relevant aspect of his profile as a Red Sox broadcaster? Right. The Why David not? Price incident. If you're, if you're writing a, a, a profile, a feature on a guy who is now a media personality, and you don't write about the most notable event of his career as a media personality, what are you doing? And just kind of like, uh, just to expound that, Andy, Ron Darling, who th- thankfully just is overcoming, I believe it's thyroid cancer. He just had a bout with it. But prior to that, he released a book. And he released a book, and, and it had to do sort of some indirect shot that had to do correlating with Boston. He said that before Game 3 of the 1986 World Series, Lenny Dykstra, his former teammate with the Mets, was uttering racial epithets at Oil Can Boyd. Mm-hmm. Now, Oil Can Boyd refuted this. Said, "I don't remember that. I don't. I don't think that." And and thankfully for Lenny, who's gone through a really tough time over the course of the last decade, ouch, that hurt. Wow, was that was that Rob Bradford? No, it was an old Minahan podcast. Oh boy, oh boy, that was it. Sounded like a Bradford uh, show podcast. So he said that Lenny Dykstra uttered this. Now, thankfully mm-hmm. for Lenny. 
Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden, and all these guys said, if we ever heard Lenny utter something like that, we would have taken them aside and we would have, you know, because that was, you know, we came up through the tidewater tides and all that and through the minor league system. He's never was racial in any way. And for all the bad things that Lenny Dykstra has done, uh, you know, thankfully being racist is not one of them according to his former teammates, but that is... So, so what, like, what Andy's saying is that if the New York Times or New York Magazine did a feature on Ron Darling, that would probably be pretty yeah, high the I, list. I understand that, but it's when you're asked about, like, okay, alcoholism that you battled with, uh, uh, depression or whatever it might be that had took place in your career. That's one thing. When you're asked about something that really when you looked at the situation they they had moved past that or at least that's what david price had thought right they had moved past that situation and then when i think the biggest thing is when um you know eckersley kind of says in that when he kind of was quoted and saying you know uh if he doesn't have to see him ever again, something right. along those lines, and you know, uh, I forget, bleep this, it's over, whatever in his mind. He said, right? "I don't care." Basically, he said, "I don't care," and I don't think he cares. Right, and he, but he said right? it. He said it in, in a, a more way, cul- in a more act. cultivated because he's right? not boring. He's right. not going to just say it in a boring what, manner. The point I'm getting to is this: right, every athlete is different, right? So some athletes, like you said, are more sensitive than others, right? Eckersley is still in this world where he's part of David Price's life in the sense because he's a broadcaster and Price is still on the team. It's not so far removed where, you know, they're no longer dealing with each other. You got to be kidding me. And I, I, I look at it like this as a former player who's now on this other side of it. If I say something critical that a player doesn't like and then that player sees me and has something to say to me then that's part of the business, sure, right? And if somebody asks me about that, then I say, you know what? Hey, this situation was two years ago. It is what it is. You know, I moved on from that, right? And I think the way X said it is you clearly know that price is sensitive. It hit price in a, in a certain way, and then that's when price responded poorly with, the, with that tweet. And, and he's... Uh, by the let me just, it, it, let me just it, say the truth. He has responded responded poorly all along the way here. Well, I and don't you know think how he, poorly in the um, he was y- yesterday when they were when he had when he was getting interviewed. I thought I thought he was very um, articulate in how he felt. He Trash. Said, he well, no, he said he tried to set up a meeting to apologize. He said numerous times that he was wrong about how he handled the situation on the airplane, and that if he could go back, he would change right. the situation. So, but he, but but Wiggy, here, here's the thing. Let's get let's just set this up for people out there who might not be too familiar with the situation. Uh, that's fine because you're just waking up. So, someone the thing about David Price is this is where he doesn't he can't take the criticism on Twitter. So, someone you know mentioned to him on Twitter, you know, why is this? This thing between you and X still a story. And he tweeted, quote, yesterday at 10.40 a.m., right after we got off the air, because X needs attention, exclamation point, exclamation point. Same as every broadcast, dot, dot, dot. Ha, ha. Eight pitches are thrown, and he's sitting there talking about something he did 30 years ago with zero mention of what's going on. Then Alex Reamer, credit to that uh, that little that little antagonist, Reamer, Reamer has a, uh, as you know, Wiggy, and, and we all know, Wiggy, uh, uh, that Reamer has a, a propensity against her people's skin. So from the WEI account, they tweeted out yesterday at 1048. And prior to, to that 1048 tweet, Dennis Eckersley still baffled over David Price airplane ambush. Quote, I don't plan on seeing him. Never. End quote. Mm-hmm. And then David Price tweeted out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven laugh face emojis. Like, right. ha, ha, ha. So it already got to him. Right. And, and then there was this where he met with the media in the clubhouse prior to the Red Sox game last night. The fact that he wanted to move on, and since then he's went on the radio and talked about it, he's done it again. Um, in 2017, I addressed it. Um, told you guys in front of the camera that I wish I'd have handled it differently. I did it again in 2018 in spring training on day one. Said the same thing. Um, we had a meeting set up in 2017 here at the field. Got here early. An hour and a half, two hours after I get here, they come and tell me that he's not coming. And we had a meeting. He backed out. I was going to tell him. You know, I apologize. I didn't handle it the right way, and it continues to come up. There's, there's no reason for it. Honestly, I just think it's trash. You know, he, um, he had an unbelievable career, 25 seasons. He's a Hall of Famer. You know, I saw his special on MLB Network. It was cool. 
One thing that definitely um, stood out to me, he had zero former teammates in that interview. Not one. Talking about him. It was him talking about himself. Okay, so th- there's so much. I to- mean, right, right there, you, you hear Price say, listen, I handled it wrong. I wanted to meet with him to apologize about it. He didn't show up. We were supposed to meet. Uh he had said he had been he wanted to move on from this thing, right? And the reason why it ran its ugly head because Eck was asked about it, and that's when Eck made those comments to Chad Finn, which then lit that fuse that you know Price was like, "Listen, I'm trying to move on from this." So if something keeps rearing its ugly head, you see how Price we know is a little sensitive. He's gonna make a comment about it. But I think the real reason why a lot of people are, ju- uh, are siding with Eckersley versus Price, it's the same way in the Kyrie Irving situation. You don't like David Price because of some of the earliest situations that he had Correct. in his career. Because if this was Chris Sale. I don't think there would be, I think a lot of people would be like, you know, actually just be like, hey, this is something that happened in the past. I'll talk about anything else you want to talk about um, in my career, that you know, playing career, broadcasting career, but this is something that happened in the past. I've moved past from that. If he says that, David Price doesn't respond. Right. It's a likability. Thing. That's all at, it is. That's what, uh, that's Eck what it is likable right. and can say almost anything, and right. people are going to say, "Oh, it's Eck being Eck. Mm-hmm. He's likable." That's addressed in the story. Right. Tom Karen and his coworkers, you know, Eck can say things right. that no one, it's, and they compare him to Charles Barkley. Barkley can get away with things Everything. that no one else can. Howard Stern, because he's likable. But there are players out there that if Barkley says something negatively about them, right? That well, he will, just said the other day about Joel Embiid that he needs to get his fat ass in shape. Right, but and there are, but I'm saying there are players that would then balk back on Barkley, sure, sure, who would then say something right. like, you know, you know, he played 30 years ago, whatever it is, you know, whatever. Yeah. Little, you never want to ring. Yeah, slick little sayings they want to say. The thing that I, I, I look at in this situation is. You know, David Price as a player in the moment, he, you know, it, it all originated with the with him trying to defend his teammate. Granted, he might he he knows he went about it the wrong way, but it keeps rearing its ugly head because Eckersley doesn't want to put it to bed. No, well, no, 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 no and you like continue to say maybe a little things like a little uh, 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 couple statements about it. You already know that the player you're dealing with is very sensitive, so that might that might reignite. But that, that's so not you're giving the, you're, the media's right. asking a no, question. So well, first you, of all, you've never heard people in the media. You've never heard former players or people that are being interviewed go, "Listen, I don't want to talk about but that." But that's not Eck. See, you're giving the benefit of the doubt for date to David Price for being mm-hmm. David Price. He's a little bit sensitive, and this. So you got to give Eck the benefit of the doubt for being who he is. And he is a guy who says things in a unique way. He has an entertaining delivery. It's why he's really good at no, his job. I'm not it's why he's, he's popular. Not, right, but that's so but, he's not going to say no comment. Right, but when you don't, when you when you say things because of your personality and you you continue this thing going on, you continue you continue to move the needle on this situation that happened two years ago because maybe it's not in your personality. Just go, you know what. It's two years ago. I'm done with it. Rather than you know what X says, uh, I don't. I don't plan on saying a word to him. I don't plan on seeing him never, which is a lie because you know you're gonna see him because you cover the team. He plays for the team. Uh, I really don't give a bleep one way or the other. That's kind of like oh, you know that when you say I really don't give a bleep one way or another. That's kind of like throwing a little shot. Um, well, well, wait, 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 wait. You, you, we skipped over. We glossed over something real quickly. I think we need to, man, when. Ken just played that sound mm-hmm. about the Dennis about David Price saying not one player, not one teammate. Well, he was wrong. About uh, oh, that. he was wrong. Because right. I'm going to go through the list here: Mark McGuire, Bruce Hurst, Ron Darling, Fred Lynn, Jerry Remy, but let me ask Ray Fossey, and a guy that Andy and I interviewed last week. You might have heard of. He's a three-time World Series managing champion, Tony Larusa. All right, let me ask and, you and something. What, Do you really think David Price saw Dennis Eckersley's um, that thing on MLB Network? Yes, I do. Yes, you really believe? Yeah. He well, sh- then he shouldn't bring it up. Right, he right, didn't. He no one asked him about no it. Way. He brought it up. Well, there's no way he saw it because if you're saying that on that, uh, I, I didn't see it, but there were former t- teammates of his on that major. I league. saw it. Well, yeah, he could have seen a portion of it and not what and right. the the director the producer says it was intended to be Eck in X words and, and, like by, the and by the way he said that right. I didn't see everybody it. they asked including Kirk Gibson who Eck gave up the obviously you know the game winning uh home run in the World Series 1988 mm-hmm. game 1 they all said yes, 100% participation. Everybody who they asked said yes. All so the respect. I so mean, th- I got to face Mario Rivera and Trevor Hoffman, those guys. It's like, but there was something different about Eck.
That was McGuire. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know X like his history with his teammates. But, but here, but just because you do something doesn't mean you like a but, guy. But, Wiggy, you, you're failing to understand. What am I missing? You're failing to understand here is that, okay, what did David Price do last year after he clinched game five, or after he won game five of the World Series last year? He he said, "I've got the trump card now. Right. You've yeah. all had it for the long." Right. So, but so that, why was, not, why that not? was pertaining to a lot of people I get trashing it. him. I, no, I that get had it. nothing to but, do with that. But, 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 but I hold all the cards now. Okay, right. but why? But why now? Let something like this that Chad because did, we know he's sensitive. What do you mean? Why now? I mean, you you just said it. Uh, two minutes ago, that David Price is one of the most sensitive guys. Yes, thin-skinned, sensitive guys. Right. So, so will he look back on this and say, like he did last time, I didn't handle it as well no, as I could No, have. because I, I, I think it. he looks at this situation going, you know what? I've done everything in my power. I reached out to Eck. I wanted to apologize to Eck. Hey, I don't know the facts, first well, of I'm all. Just right? going, that, that's David Price's right, side. Right. I don't know, know if he was two hours early and Eck never showed. But I do not know if that's but true. We can but Eck take can't me. defend himself now because people like you will say he's well, extending I'm, I'm the story. In the, I'm in the minority of the you, people that right. will, will... You're siding will, with the athlete. Well, I'm siding with the guy that when you look at the situation, he said, at least I know... What David Price has said, right? So David Price has said, "I try. We try to meet. We had a meet. From all I know, I've moved past. I wanted to apologize." He said it to the media uh, numerous times, and he said it in that interview. Listen, I've told you guys, I would have handled it differently. I wanted to apologize to him about the way I handle it. I was wrong about how I went uh, of of going with this situation, how I dealt with it. He said that numerous times, so we know that there is some remorse on David Price's part, whether you like him or. You you di- uh, whether you like him or you dislike him, you know there is some remorse because he said it. It's on camera. You hear him say it. But, but when, it. He, right. when he initially came out in 2017. But that's 2017. He's uh, saying he was wrong. Uh, uh, okay, great. And, and okay, I, so I, he's wrong. I, and I, and I, right, I give him credit. That. Right. W- w- was Eck wrong? What did Eck do wrong? Well, it, and and David Price's eyes, Eck. Eck was wrong in his in his eyes because he felt like the way he um the way he went after Erod and he made that little all, all he did is say yuck. Yeah, it, but and Eckersley's I mean excuse me if David Price's mind as a as uh, an athlete and Eck should know this you might get defensive. All he uh, said was yuck. It was a but, horrible but story. So I, if you fumble and somebody goes yuck, are you going to attack him? Right? Are you on acid? No, no, no. Maybe I might not attack him, but the <laughs> Price is wrong. In yeah, the beginning, and, and, and Price and he, is he wrong. Said that. Yes. And everybody. First of all, let's paint a picture. This is a story about, by, and including three John Henry employees, which I find interesting. Mm -hmm. As a former Mm Patriots.com writer who is employed by Robert Kraft, who interviewed, you know, this is an internal thing in their empire, correct? Within it, every person who's written about it has called it an ambush. Chad Finn said tactless. So the third person you're referring to, uh, Dustin Pedroia? Wait, what? You, no, you said three three John Henry employees. Is the third person you're referring no, to? Chad Finn wrote okay. the story yes. does, about Eck, who works for Nesson, criticizing David Price, who works for the Red Sox. So, so that's three right. people well, that work well, for John let's Henry. Al- let's also not uh, uh, forget Dustin Pedroia in this situation because there were reports. And I, I first, someone who I know who was on this plane told me that Dustin Pedroia was egging right. David Price to do this. But the bottom line is he ambushed. Everybody mm-hmm. uses that word, right. ambush, right? And nobody seems to fight back, push back against it, right? That's sort of been effect, uh, uh, accepted the way Shaughnessy described it in his column yep. is what happened. Yep. I haven't heard much pushback nope. from anybody, nope. right? Nope. In, in fact, Price says, I didn't handle it properly. Right. It's kind of admitting right. it was an ambush. So I think that's one layer here. Well, we could clearly see uh, real quick that it seems like some of those uh, some of those players, and I'm going to say all of them, but some of those players don't like Eckersley. Sure, and I can see why. Right. And if you're a sensitive player, <laughs> right, you do not want a color commentator for quote-unquote, the in-house right. pro- being critical. Right. You know, it would I don't want to be like, bop around it. it would but be you know like what Nesson wants? It would be like when I played, it would be like Gino Capaletti or now right. Patriots plays, you know, right. Zoe. Zolak saying a whole bunch of stuff. Zoe. Right. Zoe's talking about you, you know, being o- overweight. We talked right. about it yesterday. You would put on the sweatsuit. Right. What if Zoe is saying, you know, maybe if he wasn't overweight, he would have caught that pass. Exactly. You would have gotten Right, upset. and your teammates would probably look at it like, you know, right. they would get your back. Some of them would. But you're also both doing a job that you're hired to do. True. There's a line you walk there because you both work for the same team or the same organization. The second layer I want to bring into here is somehow we, W-E-E-I, got wrapped up in this. That somehow... Alex Reamer did something wrong. <laughs> hey, Can somebody no, explain no, to me what Alex Reamer did wrong? Alex Reamer did something right. I no, no, no. Up. He got clicks. But some people, including Jerry Thornton, who used to work here. Oh, he hates Reamer. Yeah, they don't he like hates, Reamer. They are insinuating, personnel. implying, or flat out saying 
that he did some sort of clickbait, whatever, well, modern well, but, but, aggregation. But, but, but here's the no. thing. No, but, he no. put the story up. Right. He used it. Ambush, he didn't put in quotes. It's in the headline. But it's taken from the story. What, That's what, how Chad what? Finn described right. the event. And then he just put the quote, I don't plan on seeing him. Should he ugly, have just ugly, written ugly. some ugly, really, boring headline no, that didn't mention no, 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 the re- most notable no. part of the story if you're a current relevant Red Sox fan, right? They, this uh, is what's happened they, most recently. A player on your team, a commentator on your team. This is the most interesting part of the story. Otherwise, I get it. It's a feature. There's tragedy. There's divorce. There's alcoholism. Yeah, his there's all best these things. friend, former teammate, was she, banging like, his wife. Well, yeah. Right. So there's a lot there. But the hook, if you are in the current time, the present, mm-hmm. the hook, is the price incident. Well, okay. Here it is. Yes. That's yeah. Right. And that's what right. So that's you what did Reamer nothing wrong. So what did when Reamer do wrong? Nothing. No. Nothing. Nothing. Well, didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. But, you but everybody, even Chad Finn, wrote a second a follow-up story about the reaction to mm. the piece and everything that happened. He even wrote in there... That it didn't basically it didn't blow up until Alex Reamer wrote about it and then EEI talked about it. So, so they brought attention to your story, right? You used li- congratulations ten percent yeah. of welcome. your story. You're welcome, right? Like you used a, a a decent chunk of your story on this incident. You right. asked about it. They even they rewrote you know the Shaughnessy description of the incident right. to give it some background to, in case people didn't know. So you cared about this enough to right. spend a portion. Don't get angry if somebody writes an epsi- no, excerpt no, no, but, or an aggregation and gets you attention. Well, you should, you should no. say you're welcome. Well, that's yeah. thank you. That's yeah. why I said with the Chad Finn situation, right? When you ask this question, you already know X personality, like you said, Andy, right? He's a guy that's not going to be like, ah, you know what? I moved on from this, right? So when you ask a very simple question, like you know, whatever the you know, hey, the David Price situation, you know, was was rough for everybody. How, how are you feeling about it? Handle whatever the the, the way the, the question you ask him, you know that now Eck is going to go down a road and say, give you a quote, right? He's going to say, it's "Time to party." But, the, but that quote—that's <laughs> that, a different quote. But that quote <laughs> might be picked up, or it might be heard, or it might be read by David Price, right? right? So now we already know that David Price is extremely rabbit sensitive. ears are up, yep. right? Rabbit ears. So now the response to the quote that Eckersley makes, that's what's going to, you well, know. Wiggy, Wiggy, can I just ask you a question? Can, like, and just, just to, like, um, did you ever make $31 million a year? No. Okay. Not, not <laughs> many, stop but, with that. No, 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 where, no, 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 no. And here's my thing. Here's my thing. David Price, mm-hmm. if he continues on the road, and I mean just on the field, because right. he hasn't lost his stuff. He's coming off. He's he's won. Um, you know, he's been a two World Series. He's won one of them. He went one with the Rays. Right. Uh, I think he was the World Series MVP I last year. I, I, there's no Should doubt. He's making thirty one million right. a year. Who gives a rat's ass what Chad Finn or, with all due respect, Alex Reamer wrote uh-huh. uh, in an aggregate on a tweet from WEI? Yeah, but Dude, you, you should be a abo- boat out right. down that road. You yes, can't you tell people. Can't. Tom Brady right. doesn't care. Well, that's Tom Brady. Well, stop right. comparing people. Kyrie to Irving doesn't care. Well, so, listen, everybody's different, right? If you say something on the air, right, about a certain athlete, some athletes are different. They're not going to say nothing. But at the end of the day, they're still grown men just like you if somebody said something to you. So if you say something out of the side of your neck on the air, granted, they're athletes and, and and you always look and go, oh, well, they're athletes. They're making a ton of money. But at the end of the day, they are still grown men. And who's I'm going to stick up for myself at all times. I don't care what backlash I get, the negative attention. I'm, I'm fine with that. But I'm going to speak up for myself. I'm going to stand up for myself. And he either needs to move on or we can meet. One of the two. If he says he wants to move on, stop talking about it. And I'm not saying that David Price is going to do this, but I've played with plenty of athletes. If you say something reckless and they see you, guess what? It's lights out. It's blackout time. There are some guys that will just punch you in your face. Wait, 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 you, you, you and I. You no, and I, no, I, I know that, but I'm different. But there are some no, no, guys. No, 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 no. I'm telling you and I worked. You were a teammate of this guy. This guy came in my radio show every day in 2013 and threatened to beat the crap out of me in front of my boss. His former uh, Panthers and Ravens receiver, Steve Smith. Right, and so and, and you, he, he's, who's to say? Because uh, you know every athlete is different. That if he catches you outside, he oh, just yeah. swings on you. Not Why every you sit in your chair and shut up. Yeah. Not every <laughs> guy is gonna be like. And but but I think the problem that people have is they feel like athletes are just supposed to sit there and take it because you're making a ton of money and this that and the other. But regardless of all that, you are still a grown man just like everybody else, and you look at things certain uh, uh, in a way where like. 
If I was just a regular guy on the street, would you be saying this about me when you knew I could just reach out and touch you and oh, I didn't care about not. it? Everybody's a Twitter tough guy, you know. Hey, right, that's listen, the point that hey, I'm trying to get let, to. Let, let, hey, let's, let's take a, a quick pause, and we'll keep it right there. We'll come back with this. We'll take your phone calls on this, 617-779-7937. But first, Ken Laird has a first epic trending of the day. This is Boston Sports Station. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. There we go. Brought to you by 495 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Have you been waiting for huge savings on your next truck? Well, the wait is over. Stop into 495 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Get the truck you want at the discount you've been waiting for. White knuckle moments last night, but the Red Sox did hang on for the win. 5-4. to four. Rafael Devers continues an unbelievable season. A homer, a two-run double, and what proved to be the a decisive run in the eighth, bottom of the eighth RBI single. He's got 25 RBIs against Toronto on the year. Most Man, that boy on ever. Five. Hey, wait, how did this guy not make the All-Star game? How did that Next not? They'll catch up. They don't need to catch up. He's having a great year already. He should have been the All-Star game. Lou, Lou Merloni told me it's because of who players are, right? The big name guys are going to be the ones that make right. the All-Star. Even though they might not be having a uh, good first half, it always goes back just to that. P- typical baseball. So many hard hit balls too. If people keep charting his barrels and hard, he's got oh, the most he's hard hit balls yeah. of anybody. Well, he has one exit velocity. Yeah. yeah, double it hit it. We left the bat at what 112 miles an hour. They were saying, dude, he is just a natural hitter. He's he's That's trim. What Remy said he's slim and trimmed down. You can tell he's put a lot of you know. It's just Yuck. it's good to see him. Right. <laughs> Erod picked up his 11th win, and the Brandon Workman save was 45 pitches, five outs, came in to get the last two runners of the eighth. And how about this stat from Joe Castiglione? This time of game was three hours and 35 minutes. They've had one game under three hours in the last 22. One of the last 22 games under three hours. But getaway day today, 105, the first pitch, 12 noon pregame on the Shaw Star Market, WEI Red Sox Radio Network. It'll be Chris Sale today. Lou Merloni joins Joe Castiglione and Dale Ooh, Arnold for the sweet call. Lou. Yep. Yankees race postponed. They've got a doubleheader today. Nathan Avaldi expected to make a rehab start today or an appearance with AAA Pawtucket and Alex Cora told OMF. He should be ready for the weekend. Pumpsy Green passing away at the age of 85. Also, the first African-American player in Red Sox history. Kemba Walker, Ennis Cantor, the new number 11, introduced at our back center yesterday. Danny Ainge said they were plan A. And the Open Championship hey, well underway. Hey, by the way, way. just real yeah. quick, Ken, how, did you, how cool did you think that? I was I was a little mystified that uh, Kemba didn't keep number 15. He's going, he's going to use, and he got permission Twan. from Antoine yeah. Walker yep. to use number 8. Break That's out the old cool. jerseys. Why was it well, number eight retired? Nobody's no, Twan. It's Antoine. You must have one from back in the day. I know day. who Twan is, but it's no, but, but getting but wiggy no, with it. It was out of respect. You got to get permission from a guy hey. when the number's not retired. It's out of respect. Nah, come on, man. Hey, hey, you got to listen. Kimba already respecting the green. I mean, I yeah, that's you know, it's all fine and dandy. <laughs> but listen, it's number. It's hey, not hey, like it's in the raft. It's no, not like he wanted to win well, number. He wanted to win number six. Not like Don Nelson and Cedric Maxwell. Golf's third major, Wiggy. I know you've been all over it this morning. Been. The Open Championship Tiger in Northern Woods is in Ireland. First place. He is not. Uh-huh. <laughs> he hasn't even teed off yet, has he? Uh, Irishman named Shane Lowry's four under through twelve, and Webb Simpson also Irish. four under. <laughs> Look at the Irish. Keep you updated through the morning because Wiggy wants it that way. It's Wiggy, James, and Hart. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the W-E-E-I Sports Radio Network. That's absolutely what disappoints me the most. You know, he wants to move on, but he continues to go on the radio or, or do interviews about it. If you want to move on, move on. We're two grown men. We can meet. It's not going to happen. I yelled at you. I'm sure everybody in here has been yelled at me. Uh, it's, um, it was unfortunate that it happened. I wanted to tell him that face to face, and um, he chose not to show up. So that was that. All right, so which there, may or may not be true. The, the, the sh- right, there, but, yeah. but it, it's got. But see that that statement right there, which you just said, is going to be based on how you feel about. Uh, David Price. No, it's one side of the facts. Right. I don't have Eck telling me, no, no, but you know you, what? We what? did have it set up, and I blew it off because I didn't want to talk to him. And by the way, you know what, But David, I think, but, but don't, would you agree that if you go, well, it may not, it may or may if not If Eck said it, I'd believe it. 
Right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. no question. You know, like because I like if, that, if and Echoes, I don't like price. If Echoes, you know, I met, I went went to meet with this guy, and he didn't show up. People would be like, "Oh, David Price, yep. see, you had a chance." No to question. Meet. It's all about how you feel that's about a, that guy. That's a factor in this but, story. But here, here's the thing: I didn't think it was possible over the course of the last few weeks for anybody to move ahead of Kyrie Irving on the D-bag meter here in Boston. Well, why is he a D-bag? He, well, he, he uh, might be sensitive. W- w- like Wiggy, and it manifests itself w- in w- a way w- in which people don't w- like Wiggy, it. He, he was yeah, so, but they don't like no, him no, but, some of the other stuff. But, but, they, no, but the Wiggy, difference is he won. He Kyrie's won, he a D-bag right, right. because he it, failed. Yeah. David Price he delivered, delivered and Price. somehow has... Hasn't turned that into likability. Well, here's the thing. All he's got to do is just on all this stuff. You know, if David Price, here's how he would have handled it perfectly yesterday. Not done anything. So Not why, made why, a situation. Why couldn't Eck did that? Why? Because Eck was asked about it by Chad Finn. So so David Price, so you're saying, all right, David Price would have been asked about it yesterday. Your thing is, Mark James, is don't do anything. But when... Um, Chad Finn asked Dennis Eckersley, you're saying, well, he's asked about it. What's he supposed to do? He could have easily said, hey, listen, it's two years ago. Well, let, move on to the next question. Do you think this is early salad? I- Do you think the PR staff, understanding that this was going to be asked of David Price probably at some point, once this Eck comment comes out, yeah. long before Reamer put it on the website right. and somehow got us wrapped in this, but... Wouldn't the PR staff don't don't they go to you and say, "Listen, yeah. you're obviously going to be asked about yeah, they're X saying today. this about you. Or this, this is I don't know if you saw it. Right. Here's how I would advise: just saying it's in the past. Right. We've moved that, on. Right. That, but no, that, he goes to Twitter with the seven but that, smiley but faces. That's, but that needs how, attention because every person is different. Some guys might have been like, "All right, I'll just I won't I won't I won't even bother with it. I won't say anything. I'll I'll do what you say." But other guys might be like, "You know what? I'm tired of this." And, and clearly, David Price went down that road. Correct. And goes, you know what? You, here's what I want to say. I hold all the cards now. And that's what David Price did, but that's his personality, just so, like you said, X personality. So twice now he has attacked Eck. Essentially, he attacked him on the plane, ambushed the word. I would say the that attack internal... on the plane is true. Okay, but I would now, say this, this time... one is more of like him just not necessarily defending himself, but him now getting his statement out after what he the f- the first portion was that. I, I I don't like it, but the first portion was that. Why are we still talking about this? The story right. about we could have met, you didn't right. show up. Right. When he then brings up the MLB documentary yeah, he throws a few and insinuates in that ex-teammates don't like Eck, would, right. wouldn't talk about him, yeah, that's an attack again. A, he's, a major, he's saying, I have friends and, and, and Eck doesn't, and, and, and this is why. And that's yeah. the part that Wiggy doesn't understand. So all Eck I do understand say, that. No, 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 no. All, the, all Eck said yesterday when he was asked by Chad Finn, quote, I don't plan on saying a word to him, meaning David Price. Mm-hmm. I don't plan on seeing him. Never. I I don't really give a expletive one way or another. Right. I don't think he really he really cares one way or the other. What did Dennis Eckersley do wrong? But to some people, some people that are sensitive. They David might, Price, not some yeah, people. Well, David Price. All right, well, David Price, we're talking about that, but right. there are other sensitive people might take that the wrong way. When I don't, well, David Price clearly did. Right. When I don't really give a bleep one way or the other is like. You know what? I don't really give a damn about that 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 idiot in some people's minds or in David Price's minds. You so editorialized that, idiot in there. Well, but that, but that's the way. Oh, he probably said the S word. I don't give well, a bleep. Well, no, no, I Maybe understand that. But, but some. I thought F when I read it. <laughs> some people in David Price, where you know we're talking about, probably looked at that and goes, "Oh, okay." He's still kind of talking a little bit about this rather than going, if David Price would have just saw Eckersley go, hey, listen, that's two years ago. I moved on, and I'm, and I'm willing to bet you he's moved on. I don't think David Price is anything. But when you start adding, like, you know what? I never want to, I'm never going to see him. It's this, it's that. Like, those little things uh, uh, kind of get people off and clearly so, they so, got David a, Price a, off. And then, and then, and this so is- that's why he throws the nugget in. Like, he's, he's probably heard, Mark, he's probably heard. And from uh, people in Major League Baseball that some are Dennis Eckersley's former teammates don't like him. That's where he probably got that from. Okay, but well, that's counter to everything a lot of people say, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, so I'm sure. I'm not in the MLB every, world. But every teammate, there's going to be people that didn't like you, I'm sure. Right? No, everybody loves me. And there's got to be teammates <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, right? yeah Everybody, exactly. you're, you're not going right. to have 53 guys or right. 25 guys that love you. You're right. just not. Right, but for the most no, part, no, no, you know, no, there's, no, a, to, guy, there's to, a difference. Hey, like, if you said, like... Terrell Owens, right? Right. More guys dislike him than like him. Right. If you yeah. say Tom Brady, more guys like him yeah, than like dislike Rob him. Yeah, like Rob Gronkowski, right? So, right. yeah, there's always going to be people so who might not like one. him, but the majority of people going to be like, 
Yeah, it's going to be hard for you to find guys one like one that. guy who is part of arguably people will say the greatest outfield in baseball history, mm-hmm. along with Jim Rice and Dwight Evans. Fred Lynn was asked about Dennis Eckersley on the MLB Eck documentary, and here's what he had to say: Hated him. Hated him. He was pretty arrogant. Well, okay, so, so he was arrogant. Okay, fair Which Eck, I think, would admit to. Yeah, in the story, no, he no, alludes I, to that. So, so I don't, like I said, I don't know. So, like, you could get people to do a documentary. That doesn't mean they like you just because they do it. I don't. And so when David Price says that, he's probably hearing, you know, he's probably hearing it from minions floating around there and saying, hey, listen, nobody liked Eck when he played anyways. The guy's an idiot. The guy's a moron now. You know what I'm saying? So that's why David Price but then are, goes. Well, like, here's the thing. Okay, so I mentioned you said, okay, well, that's Tom Brady. Forget about Tom Brady then. How about Patrice Bergeron? How about, uh, you know, Zidane Chara? They don't let someone like Alex Reamer put together an aggregate tweet on WEI's Twitter handle and it become a thing where they put a bunch of seven smiley faces because he's so thin-skinned. Those guys are above that. If somebody said something about Kyrie, you don't think when Kyrie was here he would have said something? You don't think Kyrie people said Kyrie? Not on Twitter when WEI Maybe not on Twitter, but he would have said something He would have responded verbally. He would have responded verbally. And that's that's not exactly a good example. No, no, an example is, Mark, you make it sound like everybody's supposed to walk the path of Patrice Patrice Bergeron, Zidane O'Chara, and Tom Brady. Right. I mean, come on. Like, no, that's that's stupid. No, no, no. Because, listen, even uh, Kyrie Irving's new teammate, Kevin Durant, is sensitive. He created burner right. accounts. Right. So, there you def- go. So, I, I, but all I'm saying is this. You're is that my point right David there. Price did something that uh, a lot of athletes haven't done in this town. He delivered a title. It was because I'm giving David Price. He, to me, is the so reason. So what's that mean, he delivered a title? No, he's no, no. At the no. End of the day. You're almost universally adored when you bring a title. Well, right, right, and yet he's found a way John to screw it up. John Lackey, who hated Boston, now people look back like, you know what? Before he left, he delivered it 2013. Right, I understand that. But in David Price's mind, he looks at it and goes, hey, I am still a grown-ass man long before I am a baseball player and I make $30 million. And every I'm not just going to sit there. And like he said, I'm not just going to sit there and take it. That's the way he thinks. So that lets you know that if you say something, he might go to Twitter, social media, and respond. Or- oh, yeah. And do different. Wait, Wiggy, you know what you need to do? Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm serious. This is no joke. I'm not being hyperbolic here. You need to actually speak to professional locker rooms and clubhouses like the Red Sox, okay? And you need to t- t- tell these guys how not to give a bleep and yeah, how to be thick skinned like matter, you, because you're thick skinned. Yeah, but that's a, but that, they I, jealous of ourselves. I grew up in a different environment than David Price, so that. That molded me in a different way. So I, you can't say, "Oh, you need to, you need to be like this. You need to do this," because people, people have different mentalities. Right. They grow up in different lifestyles. They come from. So everybody handles things differently. And so I understand that. And when I'm looking at Dennis, uh, excuse me, David Price. I know plenty of athletes that are very sensitive. You can't say anything. You joke on them a little bit, like, you know, stuff that they're wearing on the airplane. They want to fight. So there are some guys you just have to be like, yo, don't say nothing to him. The price is wrong, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And I will tell you, I'm being a little hypocritical here because on Twitter, when trolls come after me, I generally engage. I generally fire back. See, I always engage. Right. And and but for the some fun. would say why just just ignore it or some people just flat out block people right left and right. I, Not in I think it's fun. fun. But, right. but, and it, but it, the best thing that you can do in this market, Annie, and like if you want to engage, it's up to you. It's fun. But, I but love no, engaging. no, no. But the, the best you, thing I you can do, don't ever block. No, don't I've ever block. If you're a public block figure, charge. Don't, don't ever. <laughs> you, if you want to do something, which they don't know, mute them. Right. You're blocked. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't mute anybody. I yeah. usually fight them. Like the engaging. See, see, I grew up so so from. I don't know how David Price grew up, but I grew up where when you started. You know, cracking on each other or clowning each other. You know, whether it was about the your your mama or their right. friends or what you were wearing or whether you're not you are going uh, going bald, whatever it was. It was you just kept going back and forth, right? And right? Escalate. But you, you know what? Right. You know, and, you know and what and else this reminded me of? But though, you know, there were certain people that oh, they get sensitive now. Right. They want to fight. You, you know what right. else though? This reminded me of that we've not none of us has mentioned the first forty two minutes and twenty eight seconds. He hates it here in Boston, David Price. Well, then why didn't he ha- opt out? I, I don't. Hashtag please opt out. I had that million for reasons a year. Well, but no, no, no. Because he wouldn't have got that. You can't have money. it both ways, though. No, but you wouldn't have got that money. Anymore. Million, <laughs> million, million. That's why I came here.
guess what? This world doesn't work that way. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Sometimes he, he he's, he's a big the, boy. Hey, if he's re, if he he's allowing this hate it, to a, probably just hates the media. Well, he hates. I don't think he likes living in Boston. I, I come Man, on, Wiggy, I he does not get here at all. That, I that, have no idea. That's what I took from. He hates it, here. and he doesn't fit. No, like, no. Every time he speaks, or there's one of these incidents. It, it never feels and, quite right. He didn't handle it. He and didn't you know say it weird? quite right. You know right? what's weird, too? Because he has a different approach to it, right? We know that. You couldn't even get through it. He has a different approach to it. Wiggy, you know what's weird, though? Ex-athletes. No, no, it's not about ex-athletes. Here's what it's about, Andy. It's how do you feel about that athlete, right? So it's David Price. You you don't like him because of all the stuff that initially took place in his career when he first got here, right? You know, things that he said to the media and and and, and all that, the whole Fortnite situation, all that stuff, right? So Fortnite? Yeah, Fortnite. So you, it's the same way with Kyrie Irving, right? Everybody hated Kyrie Irving because he said, hey, I want to be back if you'll have me. But then he goes, you know what? Ask me July 1st. And that was it. Now Ask me July 1st. Now, well, no, no, I would say with Kyrie, the biggest thing is the team underachieved. They right, sucked. But, but had he won like David Price did, I think that might no, be no, looked at differently. If he David Price brought a World but Series. But Kyrie doesn't say, oh, if you guys will have me back, I'll be back in that uh, Celtics like. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and not to mention the Nike commercial. But if he Kawhi Leonard it and won the title and then left. But if I don't think he'd be as disliked no, as he no, is. No, but no, the no, remarkable no, no. fact that if he doesn't is, say anything and they and they still perform bad, people go, you know what? Hey, we still want Kyrie back. He just had a bad series. I don't know about that. Yeah, no, with no, all these no, stories we, we, of, Wiggy, no. the chemistry. Hey, hey, that's my, we, Wiggy, my the point. One you already thing, painted a picture on him. I didn't goes, paint it. Hey, the, the, one, the, the, the one thing about David Price is that he, as we talked about, he I, I think he hates it here, playing here. I think he hates it living here. Uh, I don't think he wants to be here, but he has... How do you know he hates he, living uh, here? Wiggy, he's allowing a story that's two years but old that's, to affect... But he doesn't like no, the media. Okay. I will give you that. Okay. He does Wait, not no, like no, no. I think that would happen anywhere. I think he's sensitive. Right. So he could be in Cincinnati. But you know and if weird? the color guy said something, he I think like he would I, bark back. I covered David Price the first three years in Tampa. He wasn't like this. But did he have an opportunity to be like this? No. You know what I mean? No. Like, there had no. to be a trigger plus, point. There's there not a guy, by the way, the, the Tampa St. Pete media right. isn't exactly Shaughnessy. Well, well, let me tell nor you is Boston, really. Right. And he I, got mad over one word, yuck. Like, it, it, do you think that uh, the Globe is going after him with any regularity? Who goes after anybody in this town? Mm. That's I, you, a little bit of a dated and reference. I, I'd, not rather, that I'd rather live in Boston than in Tampa. No, Tampa's well, a dump. Well, well, you're for, from Boston. Yeah, you're from <laughs> no, here. But I've been to Tampa <laughs> no, before. No, but, uh, Tampa what, is a dump. What, what about we, Carolina? Do you like Carolina? I like Carolina. Hey, hey, Charlotte's you beautiful. Settle there. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Tampa St. Pete Clearwater is beautiful. You're wrong on no, that. No, Tampa's a dump. No, no, it's not. No. Uh, but uh, Kyrie Irving... beaches here. Revere, Hampton. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, Hampton. <laughs> Salisbury. Yeah, no, Cape Cod, you're right, the vineyard. Get Hampton, the you're going to go Hampton? You're going to throw Hampton against Clearwater? Hey, really? Listen, when you're sitting at the edge of the water, you, you, you might be in the Caribbean. That's all you know. Yeah, all right. Uh, so Kyrie Irving, we spoke about him. Uh, Danny Ainge sort of revealed something interesting yesterday at the introductory press conference of Kemba Walker and Ennis Cantor, not Enos Mutt. Uh, he was asked about when did he sort of realize that Kyrie Irving was going to leave Boston. We will get to that next right here. Wiggy Hart and James on WEEI. Anis Cantor. The WEEI Sports Radio Network. You are locked in to the WEEI Sports Radio Network. Plan A was Kimba Walker and Anis Cantor. And um, we're very fortunate that they chose the Boston Celtics and uh, very excited about what they bring in many facets of the game, but also as people. And who they are is, is just as important as what they are on the court and what they represent. All right, that's Celtics president of basketball operations, Danny Ainge, yesterday at the Red Auerbach Center when shot Kemba. at Kyrie there. Yeah, when Kemba Walker and Ennis Cantor were announced as the newest Celtics. Ennis Cantor. No, no, it was Ennis. Uh, and here was the thing that I found the most interesting because everyone sort of speculated. I, I think it was February 1st, if I'm not mistaken, when Kyrie Irving was sort of uh, had a bad day, which he had many here in Boston, but it was in New York City at Madison Square Garden after shoot around the morning. And they're like, what about your free agencies? He said, ask me July 1st. Ask me July 1st. 
So that's, Danny, what, that's what alienated a lot of that, people. That's sure. what, well, among, among many other things. Now, a lot of people want to know, and credit to Brian Robb, who asked Danny Ainge the question yesterday, when did you sort of have a hint that Kyrie Irving was going to leave Boston? I mean, I think we, we, I had a pretty good idea in March or April. Not for sure, though. Not, not certain, but, I, that, you know, I was obviously thinking of moving a different direction at that point. Thinking of the different options. And how tough was it just, again, with his commitment in last fall in terms of, you know, planning purposes for, you know, to... It's tough business. You know, you gotta, you gotta have lots of, a lot of different directions to go. You gotta be ready. And we had, we had others, if this one that we have today, we're sitting here with two guys that chose to come to us that we're very fortunate to have. But if it hadn't happened, we'd have had another plan. See, all right, so I'm just going to call my BS meter goes way up on that. I think it was prior to March and April mm-hmm. that Heath knew that Kyrie Irving probably wasn't going to resign here. And that's where I put a lot of blame on Danny Ainge for he should have moved him before because apparently Doc Rivers and the Clippers were interested in Kyrie Irving prior to the trade deadline. And knowing that, why would you not have at least said, well, uh, I don't know, maybe give us back, uh, you know, uh, some of your draft picks. They just gave up uh, like a bunch of, they just gave five of them to, Paul, to get Paul George for crying out loud. Why not give us a couple uh, first rounders in uh, Patrick Beverly or Lou Williams for the rest of the year? I think Danny Ainge really screwed up by not being able to move Kyrie Irving, which is wiggy, which is sort of ties into what we've always talked about. It's why I think it's better sooner than later that the Red Sox come to the realization, Dave Dombrowski, and you don't have a Danny Ainge moment. You better understand that Mookie ain't, he's not resigning here. So don't get left at the altar with your junk in your hands. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, let's just let's just call for what it is that that Danny Ainge he had a chance to get something instead of nothing, which is what he got when Kyrie Irving went to Brooklyn and signed there, and he perhaps didn't want to realize it. He knew, but prior to my when Kyrie Irving said on February first, asked me July first, mm-hmm. that to me that wasn't a hint. That was just like, dude, I, I have completely changed my whole feeling about this He place. didn't want to admit it, though, Danny. He was still right. smitten with the That's idea right. of Kyrie and well, the superstar and the young superstar. Right. There was He hadn't moved on, I don't think, whether you want to call it mentally, emotionally. He can say, obviously, he started planning for new things in March and April. But he still held out hope, in my opinion, that Kyrie was the guy. Well, you would have to you'd have to figure out what was he talking to Kyrie about. I I, I saw the government. Uh, well, <laughs> he should have been talking to him about basketball, the pick and roll. Anthony Davis was doing uh, when he did that interview with Rachel Nichols. She asked him, um, "What's the GM for uh, David Griffin? Uh, no, no, for the Lakers, Palinka, Palinka, Rob right?" Palinka. She she asked Anthony Davis, you know, during that time when he had gotten traded to the Lakers, you know, was he in contact with Palenka? And he was like, every day he called me saying, hey, I'm thinking about this guy. I'm thinking about that guy. What do you think about this guy? What do you think about that guy? Right? So if you're Danny Ainge, you have to be sitting down with Kyrie Irving and saying, Kyrie, What's the deal here? Here's where we're trying to go. What do you think about playing with this guy next year? Mm-hmm. What do you think about playing with that guy? Would you like Anthony Davis? Would you? You know. So I'm wondering how much of that went yeah, on right. behind closed doors with Danny and Kyrie. Was there enough of that to maybe make Kyrie say, "Okay, I want to stay," or was it just Danny not really, you know, under or was he failing the water uh, good enough to know like maybe I should be putting more pressure on Kyrie? On who he wants. And what if Kyrie's response get rid of Tatum, get rid of Brown, <laughs> get rid of Hayward. I don't like any Rosier, of those guys. Okay. Uh, change cities because I don't like living here. This place stinks. Well then then that's part then you would be that would be part of the conversation, right? Do you think Kyrie was honest with him? At what point was Kyrie honest with him? If he was. Uh, you at know, all. But I, I don't I don't know if <clears throat> I don't know if Kyrie was honest with him or not, but I, I would like to know that would be something did you did you ask Kyrie about potentially during the season, you know, what would be, what would get him back? You know, what were some of the things that might have been able to keep Kyrie around? By the way, February 1st was when the report came out that Anthony Davis, well, his father said, I wouldn't want my son to play in Boston. So it was about that time. Mm -hmm. Okay. But we also know that there was a report out there that Kyrie and Durant talked about teaming up and Boston was a destination on on both of them. So you know know what's weird? 
I actually think, and it, 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 it is so hot, weird how it worked out, had Danny Ainge not made the trade, and I don't have an issue with him making the trade, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, no. Ante Zizic in a first-rounder for Kyrie Irving. I don't have a... It didn't, did it work out? No. But you never have the crystal ball. You got to put your cards on the table eventually, and sometimes you, you come up crap instead of, you know, with the lucky numbers. It is what it is. But the thing is, had the Celtics never acquired Kyrie Irving... I think they could have possibly gotten him and Durant this off because they wouldn't have known. They Kyrie just, wouldn't have hated it yet. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. That, like they would say, "Wow, they got Jason Tatum. They got Jalen Brown. They got they got a pretty good squad. They got some young talent. Let me and KD go there and mold these young bucks." And uh, let's turn this thing around. Like, yeah, but then they would have left after a year anyway. They would have gone here and they go, <laughs> yes, well, probably. damn, we can't mold these young bucks. Right. It's where it's not, Katie, where should we go next? I also wonder what the Brad Stevens um, reputation, mm-hmm. how that may have played a role. Because I do think that's taken a little bit of a hit. These whispers about how he deals with people, communication. Right. Prior to this past year, he was on the Upward trajectory. Great sure. coach, great yep. young coach. The genius you know, of Brad Stevens. L- lose that sound forever. I don't ever want to hear no. that again. Yeah, you went from a genius <laughs> to now you want him canned. You're like you're like Kyrie. Hey, you change your mind at the, well, the, that's the wind what blows we, through. That's what, hey, sports radio, Andy, that's what we do here. Yes. I, well, you know, you're only as good as your last well, series that you coached. And or your last show on radio. That's right. But I, 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 I said, thought yesterday's was really good. I said yeah. this <laughs> was okay. I said this about Brad Stevens, right? Brad Stevens is tremendous when he's coaching just average talent. Right. Talent that, you know... Or a little bit above, above average, right? Luckily, he's back to that. Right. I guess, yeah, I guess right? you could say that. I guess. I you, mean, there's uh, questions besides about... Besides Kemba Walker. But there's questions about him, too. Not as good as, as Kyrie, right? right Coming from he, sort of a place where he could do whatever he wanted to a place where there's expectations. Yeah, right. So there's questions about all of them. He needs to get the most out of all of them. And we will... We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to monitor and see what the Celtics are going to do. I still think in somewhere up his sleeve, Danny's going to pull off some deal. What, like, what deal is this? Please. Uh, well, but, but I know. Let me know what well, that in, is. In August, <laughs> in August, two years ago, he pulled off Kyrie Irving, and this was way... After all, Miles Turner, that would be great. Miles Turner for Jalen Brown, that would be awesome. If I don't have to give Brown, I'd love to figure out a way to keep Brown. But if I have to, I have to give give him up. That's fine. All right, we all know uh, Max Kellerman calls it the cliff. Um, Nick Wright has the ironically named Nick Wright, right? Who's never ever right, and. And now a new list has come out. Oh, Chris Sims too. Let's not forget about him. A new list has come out. And the demise of the GOAT has been greatly exaggerated again. What do we mean? Oh, yes. Throwing some more shade on Tom Brady. We'll get to that next. Hart, Wigging James right here on WEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.